Who are the wide receivers in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, maybe even six rounds that have potential wide receiver one appeal, even if it's low end wide receiver one? What wide receivers can you grab and put together and have potentially quietly as good a wide receiver crew as anybody, even 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 teams that are drafting wide receivers in the first and second round? What wide receivers have that power in 2020? You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Book me for your draft at heysmitty.com. A full hour of you and me on the phone drafting. You can even order just a 10 or 15 minute phone call at heysmitty.com. Heysmitty.com. The number one wide receiver, you, you hear me talk about him probably on a daily basis is A.J. Brown. I think we're looking at a top five wide receiver season out of A.J. Brown who had a thousand yards, 50 plus receptions, over 17 or 8 TDs. I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Seven TDs. Amazing rookie year. A thousand yards. Not one of the better rookie years we've ever seen in, in the NFL and in fantasy football. And yet you have so many people left and right saying, oh my God, the guy is not going to get enough targets. This is a run-heavy offense. Tannehill's not going to be consistent. They're going to run over and over. There's no room for A.J. Brown to have the kind of target share that's going to put him in the wide receiver wide receiver one category. I love this thinking because it means that he's not going to climb. He's only going to climb so high in ADP rankings, which Unfortunately, he's climbed into the, the the late third round in some cases in your novice league, in your grandma league, in your league where Bill from accounting's in the league. He's going in the fourth and fifth and sixth round. But in experienced shark leagues where you're playing against veteran fantasy football owners that have been drafting like machines all offseason long, they're embedded in the ADP movement and content and they know that A.J. Brown's climbed a ton. Everybody's going to be excited to draft him. Therefore, you're going to see him getting sniped really high in, in mock drafts. You can still get him in the fourth round pretty much on the regular. And that's perfect. I don't think that's a reach. I think I'd take him versus let, let him potentially slip past me. How you know where to take A.J. Brown is where he falls on that pre-ranked list, that ADP rank on your league management site, your software where you draft, if you're if you're on ESPN, for example, and A.J. Brown is the seventh wide receiver available, and you're talking about a, a, an overall ADP rank. So number seven for wide receivers means he's probably outside the top ten overall ranked players available when you're on the clock if he's at the seventh spot for just wide receivers. That's a safe place to maybe leave him on the board for one more round. If he's the second or third highest ranked available wide receiver on the ADP rankings that you're drafting on, that everybody else is drafting on, the same list that everybody's looking at, the same list that Bob from accounting is looking at, and Bob doesn't know what he's doing. These people are guided by that rank list. I would venture to say that every single player taken in your entire draft pretty much is within the top four, top five available players at that position Nobody's reaching down at the 10th wide receiver spot and taking their wide receiver. 
the later you get into your draft, the deeper you get into your draft, the more people don't know what the, they're doing. The more people don't have the, the knowledge you have because you're a follower of sleeperu.com. Sleeper, the letter U, like a university, sleeperu.com. You get your bold predictions from me on my site. You watch smitty1.com, which is the short link to my YouTube show, the long-tailed version of this. You know what's going on. You know what time it is. You know it's A.J. Brown time. You know it's a few of the other wide receivers I'm about to drop. You know it's wide receiver breakout year, and you're going to have a bunch of these guys in your team. A.J. Brown should be sitting there at 4.01 to 4.12. Depending on where you're slotted in that fourth round, he makes a fine fourth-round grab. But again, use ADP to your advantage if he's the seventh or eighth wide receiver ranked left. And you know Bill from accounting, Bob from accounting, the accounting brothers are, are, are unaware that A.J. Brown's about to drop a top five to seven wide receiver season. You need to use that to your advantage. Do not take A.J. Brown as the fifth drafted wide receiver and come to me in a DM and say, Smitty, I took your advice. I grabbed A.J. Brown at 2.05. Because you had him ranked as, you know, a top seven, top five, seven wide receiver on your rankings. And you better be right. And I just drop my head into my my hands and I say, oh boy, oh boy, I'm being tied to this right now. This individual doesn't understand that just because I rank a guy there doesn't mean you draft him there. You draft based on ADP. Average draft position. You use my rankings as a guide, a guide to make steals, a guide to, to a guide to highway robbery in terms of your draft selections. And AJ Brown ranked top five to seven for my rankings. Doesn't mean you take him there. AJ Brown is a wide receiver one, in my opinion. And if you take him in the fourth round or later, especially the fifth and sixth round, you will be mitigating all risk in that prediction. You will be probably sleepwalking into the numbers that you invested. You'll get your money back, your return on investment, your ROI. You will for sure get the return on your investment. Even, as long as A.J. Brown's relatively healthy and disappoints you like crazy, he'll still earn you your fifth, sixth you know, round value back. Even probably fourth. But if he hits a home run, if he's a top five to seven wide receiver, guess what? A.J. Brown wins you a league. He wins you a league. And now for wide receiver two, A.J. Brown's wide receiver one, here is wide receiver two. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The second, I think, biggest breakout wide receiver. I don't even know if I can put these guys in order after A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's clear, my clear number one wide receiver masquerading around in fourth and fifth and sixth round value that has wide receiver one upside, and I mean high-end wide receiver one upside, not low-end. A lot of these other guys could be low-end, medium, and uh, some, you know, one or two could, they could be as high 
as five to seven, but I, I think they're safer slotted around, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, but that's huge for a fourth and fifth and sixth. Is, you know, that's crazy value. But I'd say the next man up is probably, uh, I'm going to put it as a tie between DK Metcalf and DJ Chark. I think these guys are quietly, quietly going in the late fourth for Chark sometimes, but don't take him there. Your your advantage is taking Chark in the fifth round or, or later. And DK could go in the fifth round or the seventh round. I've had people say DK went at 5.02. They missed him because their league is full of sharks that, that are embedded in my content. Um, and then I've had other people say, when I mock draft DK Metcalf at you know 5.03, they go, DK Metcalf, question mark, eyeball emoji, insert the annoying eyeball emoji when it's not deserved. And they say, DK Metcalf in the fifth round? You can get him in the seventh or eighth. That's crazy. Well, congratulations, Steve54327979 on IG. Congratulations that, that he's sitting there that late in your novice league, in your $7 eight-man league. Congratulations. But... There's nothing wrong with taking DK Metcalf in the fifth round if I've got to reach to ensure that no other crafty owner takes him at 5.10 and I'm drafting at 5.07, let's say. I'm taking him at 5.07. I'm taking him at 5.02. I'm not letting DK get out of the fifth round. A.J. Brown, I would let get out of the early fourth if possible. DK, I'm taking DK anywhere in the fifth round because I think people will get cute and try and grab him early. But DK has top, again, I'm not putting him in the 5 to 7. I'm putting DK in that 9 to 12, 9 to 13. He could finish easily as like the last wide receiver one, which is phenomenal value at that 5th and 6th round range. Like let's say you you go running back. You're going best player available, right? Because that's what I preached to you, best player available. And let's say running back is the best player available at, or at, uh, you know, your fifth 5.01, and you don't go DK. And that's understandable. If you need a running back, it's Mostert. Mostert's on the clock. Uh, you're sitting there. You're like, I need a running back. I like Mostert. I like DK. I'm going to go Mostert. I'm going to take Mostert, quote, unquote, early at 5.01, 5.02, which is, even if people think that's early for Mostert, that's great value, I think. And, and then all of a sudden, DK's still sitting there in the sixth round. Count your... Your, uh, your your blessings and draft that man and you have yourself an even bigger home run. And Chark, same thing. DK's going to get fed. DK's going to get better. Just like A.J. Brown, these regurgitating comments that you hear out of people that get repeated and repeated and repeated that Tennessee doesn't have enough room for A.J. Brown to groom into a, a wide receiver one in fantasy. There's not enough volume. He was a rookie. He was a. Why is he being judged as a rookie? Why is DK Metcalf being judged as a rookie? These guys have phenomenal rookie years. When you have 50 plus receptions, 1,000 yards, and seven TDs as a rookie wide receiver, you are on your way 
And for people to say that there's not enough room for improvement for A.J. Brown, that he won't get better, that A.J. Brown a year more mature, A.J. Brown, normally wide receivers, they take until their second year, sometimes third year, to break out. And when you break out earlier than that, there's something to be said for that you are a rising star that makes the most out of your opportunity. And why are people not saying, hey, A.J. Brown, if he's better and if he's improved and if he's becoming this beast, will turn the passing offense into an offense that will have room for a wide receiver, one producing A.J. Brown? Why is A.J. Brown not given that? Why is, he afford, why is he not afforded that luxury, that freedom, that wiggle room in fantasy? Why? Why does he have to be, oh, there's not room for him? Why can't it be, hey, Tannehill's going to even get much better. There's going to be more passing yards because A.J. Brown is going to evolve. He's going to get better. And D.K. Metcalf, same thing. Oh, he can't He, he drop passes or he wasn't efficient in this one category. He was a rookie. Give the man time to develop at other places in his game just because he was bad here, great here. He was a rookie. DK Metcalf could have 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and like 65 to like 75 receptions. He had 12 touchdowns. He could have 13 touchdowns. The touchdowns are what could make him that low-end wide receiver one. Maybe he doesn't have 1,400 yards. I get it. He doesn't need to. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to balance his stats out that way. He can balance them out a bunch of different ways. They can be touchdown dependent in stats. But I think they can be. He's a, a, a big threat, a big end zone guy, a red zone threat, a jump ball threat. He's going to improve. DK Metcalf. No one's asking DK Metcalf, Chark, and A.J. Brown to play like high-end wide receiver ones or even wide receiver ones. That's the the hang-up you get with people where they listen to this. Maybe you don't necessarily buy into it. You're like, ah. And then your response, your knee-jerk reaction is, Smitty, I don't know if I buy that. And then you say, I, I just don't think they could be top top 12 wide receivers, and then you don't draft them because of that, not realizing that I'm still telling you to draft them where they're deserved to be drafted, even if they don't have as big a season as I'm predicting. You're getting your money back. That's why there's such home runs is because if they disappoint, they earn you your value back. If they don't disappoint, they can win you a league. And number four is going to be Hollywood Brown, probably the – lowest ranked of this group, probably the most doubted of this group. But Hollywood Brown, trust me when I say that if healthy, which I believe he's going to be in 2020, he's um, he's been struggling with that foot issue here. He did all, all last year and he did during until he got the screw removed this offseason. He's been working with the footwork king. There's videos of him all over Instagram, especially on his feed of his footwork and how he's 100%. The foot is not bothering him at all. The foot is fine. The dude is legit. The dude dropped 
an insane week one on everybody as a rookie. And he didn't just do it. Yeah, it was against the Dolphins, but he had a double touchdown, double, he had two touchdowns in like 140. I'm blanking on the exact number. I think it's 140 and two scores. Looked phenomenal doing it, was electric, and then struggled with the foot injury. Hollywood Brown, I, I there's sometimes where all you need is a glimpse of a player. Because I'm very gut-driven. Of course, I'm data-driven. I'm stat-driven. I use all of that. You guys follow me. You know that. You know that I have a lot of stats I throw at you. But sometimes, you got to go off your gut only. You you don't have anything else. And we do have the stats that he dropped in week one. We do have his college film, his college stats. We do have some data, you know, to work with, obviously. But couple that week one stat line. Couple it with the fact that that offense is lit. Couple that with the fact that he's the wide receiver one, the volume and targets should be there. And with the gut instinct, the eyeball test that he's passed to an extreme degree with me, I see an elite wide receiver in this guy. I don't see a decent wide receiver two. I see a wide receiver one. And I think anybody drafting Hollywood Brown in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and again, use that pre-rank list to determine where he'll fall in your draft. If he's the eighth available wide receiver left when you're on the clock, eight wide receivers, maybe you know, eight running backs, one or two quarterbacks, one tight end. That that's a lot of players that'll probably get drafted between that pick and your next pick. You can maybe get another round. You can squeeze another round out. Don't squeeze a round out. Don't try and squeeze a round out. When he's the second or third left wide receiver, then you got to act. you got to take him. But you could get away with the fifth, sixth, seventh. It depends on your league mates. It depends on how uninformed your league mates are. And Hollywood Brown, as a wide receiver three, is a win-a-league wide receiver. I won't be shocked if he has double-digit touchdowns. I won't be shocked if he has over 80 receptions. I won't be shocked if he's a 12, 1,300-yard receiver in that Ravens offense this guy is going to be a double digit touchdown machine and he's going to be electric this is Steve Smith type type talent I don't know if many of you played back then when Steve Smith was you know a dominant wide receiver in the NFL it reminds me so much of that type of player that type of stat line could be coming that type of out of nowhere emergence Steve Smith emerged like Hollywood I think will emerge I know a lot of people had high expectations of him, not a, a big chunk of people, but a, a significant portion of the fantasy football community liked him as a rookie. So I don't know why the doubt's so big this year, I think, because he disappointed last year as a rookie, which is so funny because it takes some wide receivers longer. It wouldn't have taken him longer. He was hurt and he's smaller, but he put on 20 pounds. So he's going to be bigger. He's going to be able to withstand, in, you know, bigger hits. He doesn't look like he's lost speed or quickness or anything because I'm watching his footwork videos on Instagram and he's super quick and agile and and healthy and electric and motivated and hardworking. There's no attributes here that worry me at all. The dude is going to be electric. Invest in Hollywood Brown in 2020. Invest in Chark. Invest in DK. Invest in A.J. Brown. These are your sleeping giant wide receivers. That Yeah, they fall kind of different spots throughout the fourth through seventh rounds, but they all have one thing in common. They are wide receiver one potential players. 
You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. 